and welcome back to stage seven of the Giro Rosa. I am joined by Lauren Rowney. Lauren, how are you today? Pretty good, Abby. I think a lot has happened between now and the last time we chatted. It's true. It's true. Um, we have had a couple Baron Voss wins since we last chatted. And today, today was a hectic day. So I'll do a rundown of the stage and then we'll dive into the various talking points. Today's stage ended in a circuit around a category three climb. So they hit the climb twice. When they hit the climb the first time, there was one rider off the front solo with a little bit over a minute. That was Maria Novolodskaya of Kogas Metler. She was brought back right after the first pass of the finish line, headed into circuit number two. And an elite group went off the front with a bunch of riders that we are very familiar with at this point in the Giro Rosa. Elisa Longaborghini led the charge and following her was Annemiek van Vluten, Mariana Voss, Cecile Utrecht-Ludwig. Um, basically... There was a group of seven, and it was a bunch of the riders that we have talked about a lot on the podcast and have been up in the top 10 a lot. That group was off the front for a little bit, but they were caught by a chasing group, and a reduced peloton of about 25 made their way into the finish. There was a flurry of attacks headed into the finish, but it came down to a bunch sprint. One by Lada Kopecky, second place Lizzie Dagnan, third place Cassia, Cassia Niwadoma, but... With about 500, 800 meters to go, there was a pretty significant crash, a small crash, but a significant one. There was a touch of wheels and Mariana Voss went down first, followed by Amanda Spratt, Annemiek Van Vluten, and one WNT rider. The aftermath of that crash was Annemiek Van Vluten jumped up onto her bike pretty quickly afterwards, but she was unable to put her left hand on the bars. And after the race, she said to a journalist that she'd, she'd broken her arm. And right after the race, her and Amanda Spratt and Mariana Voss actually were taken straight to the hospital. Mariana Voss came through with only minor skin loss and probably going to be pretty sore tomorrow, but Annemiek Van Vluten and Amanda Spratt are a lot worse off. Um, as of recording, we still don't have a finite answer on what's going on with Annemiek Van Vluten, but based on the photos that we're seeing coming from the finish line and how she reacted to the crash, it seems pretty likely that she broke her arm broke her wrist or the lower it section looked, of her yeah. arm. Yeah, the, the way she was almost holding it was, it looked like collarbone to me, but it could be the wrist. That being said, um, if it is the wrist, there might be a possibility for her to finish, but it's doubtful, and I suppose that's why at this time, um, this evening in Europe, we haven't had any confirmation. There's been nothing said from the team. So it's been some, some hours now since the race passed, so I'm doubting. Um, but knowing Annemiek, yeah, she'll do everything possible to be on that start line tomorrow. But I'm hoping she'll be on that start line because this is a really shitty way to, to lose a jersey and for who's sitting in second and third place now to battle it out for the win is, yeah, um, how do you describe it? I, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. I I know that we we haven't been exactly the biggest fans of Anamique, and it's not because we don't like her. That has nothing to do with it. It's just that as fans of the sport, we want to see versatile racing, and Anamique is very dominant, and and that's impressive 
athletically, but as people who cover the race and as people who want to see really exciting racing, that's, that's the reason that we give Anamique some, a little bit of a hard time, but this is never how you want to see someone end a race. And yeah, like you said, of anyone in the Peloton who would go into tomorrow with a cast on their arm just to finish the race on a Meekwood, I don't support that decision, but, but she would do it. And it'll, it'll be, we will hopefully find out tonight, but we might just find out tomorrow when the stage starts, whether or not she is on that start line. And it sounds like Amanda Spratt also suffered a broken collarbone. So it could be that Mitchelton Scott loses to it's too and it's just riders. and the other reason it's devastating yes if they get knocked out of the Giro but world championships are next week we've just had one hell of a year with corona and you know to just get back into racing essentially and then have this happen is just it's just shit um but that's that's racing unfortunately um but I'm really crossing my fingers that Tomorrow we have some good news and we see Anamique on the start line. And, yeah, it sounds like Spratty has unfortunately broken her collarbone, so I really feel for her and wish her well in her recovery. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really a bummer, and there's really no other way to put it. If if she does, if she is out of the race, it will make for some pretty epic racing for the next two days because – Without Anamique, the GC is really tight. Uh, Cash and Iwadoma, if if Anamique doesn't take to the start line tomorrow, it'll be Cash and Iwadoma in the pink jersey, and she will only be leading the competition by seven seconds over Anna Vondebregen. And tomorrow's stage ends in a uphill. It's not climbing all the way to the line, um, but it is a pretty significant climb followed by a little bit of a plateau to the finish. So it could be a really exciting day tomorrow if on with or without on it'll be an exciting day. But if she's not there, the GC is a really tight. Yeah. Race. Well, it sounds really terrible. Um, but actually without on racing, it's, it's going to be one hell of a race if she doesn't show up, like you just said, because mm-hmm. both these riders are riding really well. And I actually couldn't say who would take the win, to be honest, because we know how feisty Cassia is. Um, and when she has that potentially pink jersey on her shoulders, yeah, I mean, we could be in as devastating as it could be that Anamique isn't on the start line. The next two days could be very exciting. Yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow's climb at the end of the stage is 5.6 kilometers at 8.1%. And that is the that's that 8.1% is very cushioned by the top that I said like I said kind of plateaus and then kicks to the finish. The like 5 kilometers or 4.8 kilometers maybe that leads up to that plateau is really steep. On the profile, it's just like a straight upward line, basically. Um, so that kind of favors Anna, Anna Vandebregen, but Kasia is riding so well this year that I think, oh, I would just love to see her. For the sake of diversity in sport, as far as the winners that we see, Canyon Stram hasn't had a ton of victories in the past. I mean, in the past year, they've they've fallen a little bit short. So to see them win the Giro Rosa would be 
just amazing. I, I fully would be behind that. That being said, Bowles Dolmans hasn't won a race since Chantal Black won, I think, La Samin, uh before lockdown. Yeah, so... Okay, so that's a while now. And also, on another note, I think Elisa Longo-Borghini has been riding extremely well. Um, okay, she had a bit of a bad day, um, that bad day at the start of the tour, but since then, she's been riding very well. She's had some really strong attacks and been right up there. So um, if it was going to go for a stage win, um, I'm hoping because according to the commentary on uh, GCN, she hasn't won a stage yet of the Giro Rosa. Is that correct? Yeah. And and yeah, like you said, she's the last. So stage five. And then again today, she was the one who made the move on the final climb of the day. She was the one exactly forcing the breakaway and forcing forcing riders to move. And so she's clearly hungry for that win. And it would for her to win tomorrow would be incredible. I mean, we don't like once again, we do not want Anamik out of this race because of a broken bone. We do not want that. However, the racing tomorrow and also on stage nine could be just epic because it's so wide open without Anamik. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was pretty much, I was looking at the Giro from, you know, the, the stage that she won way back when now, the Strata type stage. Um, we'll just call it that. In my mind, and you and I sort of discussed it offline, that it was sort of said and done. Um, And then I was just looking towards more who's going to win the stages here. And on that note, I just want to bring up how incredibly well I think Lotta Kopecky is riding. You know, she's been known more so as a sprinter and quite a strong classics rider, but I've never seen her climb this well. She was already climbing pretty well at the Europeans and I think even Plouet. But she's been amazing in this Giro Rosa. She was right up there in that select group. And then to win today, um, she timed that sprint to perfection. Yeah, she has been so consistent, this Giro Rosa. She was in the top three the last two days on stage six and stage seven. She was second and third for her. I mean, this is awesome. And just a month ago, she won the Belgian National TT Championships. And her mm-hmm. last race before that was La Semin, where she was third. So she's yeah. been so fast this year, even before lockdown. And she's she's had really, really good results in the past. But I'm pretty sure that this is her first UCI victory outside of Belgium. All of her victories in the past, like at the Lotto Belgium Tour, she won the GC and She's won stages there as well. And this is her first, definitely her first win in Italy. She won a stage at the at Valencia last year. But other than mm-hmm. that, she's been up and about, but not really with a ton of big victories. And her performance at this Giro Rosa has been so incredible. I'm just like, whenever a sprinter starts climbing well, I'm always in awe, really. Yeah. Um, And I think she must be in her mid to late 20s now and just really coming into her own. So it's um, just really nice to see a rider like that who's been chipping away, chipping away. And I think she will definitely be one of those breakout riders of 2020 that we had discussed, I think, way back in the corona times that 
we were going to see the emergence of some writers that really just stepped it up and then perhaps some writers that just haven't quite been at that top mark that they usually are. Yeah. And I could I could list a few that I've already thought of, like, oh, you're not quite where I thought you would be, but that's okay. It's It's been weird times for everyone and um, I think some people just haven't done so well with six months without racing. Yeah. for I or, mean, for some people, the the fact that a couple of the top riders in the sport didn't, aren't coming out of lockdown with the same form that they would have in a normal year. Like you said, it opens the door for riders like Lola Kopecky who have been knocking on that door for a really long time. Um, she, she's 24, Lola Kopecky. Oh, she's she, only 24. She's Jesus. only 24, but she's yeah. been on UCI teams since 2012. She was on top sport wow. Flandron in 2012. And she's been on Lotto Sudal since 2016. So she's been on this team for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I just got the news, just received the text as we're recording. Anamie Van Vluten has a broken wrist. She is going back to the Netherlands to get surgery as soon as possible. So she will not be on the start line tomorrow. So that means that tomorrow at the start of the race, it will be Cash and Iwadoma in the pink jersey. And it is going to be a battle because it is seconds between first and second. And then we've got third place is... Cecile Utrip Ludwig, who's a minute back from Anna Van der Breggen in second. And Cecile has been riding so well. She has been up there on every single one of the climbs. She's been completely dominant in the climbers Jersey competition. So that is really going to be a fight. Elisa Longa Borghini is a minute and 20 down from Cecile. And I mean, the top 10 is it's close. It could be, whew. I am really excited for tomorrow's stage. (laughs) Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be one hell of a ride the next two days. Seriously. Be refreshing the Twitter feed tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So tomorrow, Lauren and I will come back. Before we go, let's hear what Ruth Winder had to say. A7 of the Giro Rosa. Uh, Easy to say. No, not easy. Maybe easy. What's the right word? Um, True to say that everybody was a bit tired, both physically and emotionally. We were really trying to get a breakaway to go today, and it just wasn't going. And eventually a break did go, but we went in. (laughs) Paul Taylor, she came up to me at one point. um, Like, just someone came up my side, and I hadn't seen who it was yet, but they said Ruth. And I just replied with, what? (laughs) Because I was just tired and... um, needed a break from trying to be in every breakaway and covering every breakaway and just was tired and Taylor was just coming up my side and moving to the front and just helping me get to the front which was sweet of her and I said sorry later um yeah then it kind of we came and we did the this climb two times and it was a bit cobbled and a little bit of a technical kind of coming into the finish and and then up this climb and we just Tried to keep Lizzie and Elisa super safe. Uh, did kind of a lead out into the bottom of the climb, really, just to keep them safe. And then I got dropped a bit, but then I fought as hard as I could to kind of, like, cling onto the back and came back on the downhill and was able to help a little bit to position them again the second time round. And Elisa and Lizzie tried attacking over that climb. 
Um, but they w- the climb just wasn't really steep enough, I think, to get them away. It was just kind of a stair-steppy climb, and, and too sh- it was steep at the bottom, but then it kind of got a bit shallower towards the middle and the top. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm not really sure what happened after that, because I was definitely <laughs> dropped, wasn't coming back a second time from that one. Um, and there was a crash, I know, a bad one, but I don't really know how everybody is and what happened and everything. I hope everybody's okay from it. I hear that Van Vluten might have broken her wrist and Sprat might have broken her collarbone and Voss is okay. Um, but I don't know about the other riders that were involved in it and if they're all okay, but I am hoping that they are. And then uh, Lizzie, yeah, tried to just, I think she had a hard time being like, okay, I've just seen what looked like a really bad crash. Now I have to think about sprinting from the finish. And it it always feels really hard when you're like, you don't really know how everybody is. But um, she got herself up there and, and finished second. So another podium for the team, which is great. Still looking for that win. Um, another stage win, I guess, we did for the team time trial, which was a week ago now. Feels like a long time ago. Um, but yeah, no, everybody was safe from our team, and, and we hope that everybody that crashed is okay. And two days left to go. This is when you want live TV. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow is definitely when you want to have live coverage of a bike race. <laughs> um, yep. Sounds like Ruth had a little bit of a tough day, but hopefully she's back at it tomorrow. Um, I wonder if Brody Chapman had any different of a day. Um, today was a short and sharp stage and we had a pretty clear plan going into it. So, um, yeah, got over the first climb and then it was just attacks, 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 attacks. And it was super fast and fun. And, um, yeah, uh, Eugenie and I were up there to trying to stay on the wheels and um, make sure if anything important was getting away that we were going to be represented um yeah then the breakaway occurred and then the next job um really the main job was to take Seely into the climbs um in the best position possible so I had a good time along with Eugenie doing a full gas lead out into the first climb and that was pretty successful and then following that um we had our other two riders Stina and Evita take her safely into the second climb where it really lit up and then Evita stayed with Celia all the way to the finish. Unfortunately, there was a huge crash, um, which we saw afterwards and uh, Evita and Celia were caught behind it, but they kept their time because it was within the last three Ks. So it's horrible to see riders go down. It's, (sighs) yeah, it really sucks. So I'm glad that our riders are okay and I hope the other girls heal quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was quite cool having a really specific role today and it's like a different kind of pressure than what I've experienced in the past. And it's, it's good to have that pressure. It makes you think differently. It makes you ride differently and like accumulate new skills and uh, look for different things and notice different things in the Peloton. So yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity and it's like pretty fun to feel satisfied in a race doing your job um rather than looking for a personal result and yeah i really like like that and you can see that's how the big dog teams ride so yeah anyway that's me all right that's all lauren and i have for today lauren thank you so much for joining me i can't wait to discuss stage eight with you tomorrow it's gonna be great looking forward to it abby um 
I'm not going to hedge my bets, but it would be really cool to see Elisa Longo Borghini take a win tomorrow. My gut kind of tells me Cecile Utrecht Ludwig is going to win tomorrow. All right. That's well, what we'll just have to wait and see. We're putting our picks out into the ether. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and before we go, as always, here is Hannah Barnes. Okay, so we are now in our final hotel of the tour. Yeah, two nights here. Um, I would tell you where we are, but I don't know where we are. <laughs> we're still in the south somewhere, but we've gone more in- inland now. So, yeah, but um, yeah, today was pretty fast, actually. It was a quick stage, not too many challenging obstacles in the way, but the wind was a quite a lot stronger than we had anticipated. So we had to just stay alert and make sure we were able to stay near the front and out of trouble and yeah if anything did try to go and or there was an echelon then we were we were able to to go with it and not get caught out um and then yeah we did two local laps with a steep not super steep but hard hard climbing um and yeah me and Eleanor were going into that just to see how how it would be and if we could go to the finish but yeah with it going over it the first time we both agreed that if they light it up and the second time over it, it's us out the back so yeah we just um kept Kasha Kasha safe the the finish that was like in a town with some cobblestones and a lot of left and right so we just kept her close to the front and out of trouble and made sure that she entered the climb in a good position just in case there were fireworks which I think there was by the sounds of it but nothing nothing stuck so it was I think quite a sizable group to the to the line, but unfortunately there was a crash a little bit over a K to go, which a lot of people went down in and I'm not sure the extent of the injuries, but yeah, it's uh doesn't sound great at the moment. But thankfully all of us made it through the stage stage uh safe and sound, which is the most important thing and Kasha was able to get another the podium for the team with third place as well so at the moment it's all looking really good going into the the final two days 